Hi, my name is Eliza Kim. I am a Korean American actor, teacher, filmmaker, student, friend, amongst many things. Um, I wanted to do a podcast basically on my small journeys, my small steps in life as, as my friends and uh, my peers think it's beyond words. Interesting. I'm quite a talker. I actually was a DJ for a college radio station uh, in my freshman year and my junior and senior year. So I like talking and I like sharing. Um, currently, I'm in Seoul, South Korea, and I am on. I am on my way, or I'm in the process of reconnecting with my mother I think it's called uh, diaspora finding my diaspora um, I don't really know why I decided to do this when I was 26 I am now 27 I've I've only wondered what it would be like to live here where I used to live here, I guess, uh, until age nine. I was born here. I'm sorry, I was born in LA. Then I was raised in Korea until I was nine. So I do have a few memories, but I am not from this city. I'm from Incheon. My mom is. So my mom's side raised me and... Uh, It's quite interesting to go back and listen to myself, why I decided to do this at this time. I am a full-time grad student at uh, Del Arte International School of Physical Theater, which is, uh, <laughs> it's just, which is a wonderful program that cultivates uh, interdisciplinary artists from storytelling to acrobatics ensemble theater and ensemble singing there's so much more I've met a lot of people there that I cherish and it has changed me greatly to think about communication and ensemble or family or group work the dynamics of of a group I never really dreamt of a fancy uh, fancy actor or anything like that I I grew up with my single father from age nine in Hollywood so I never really thought that I could be married 
happily. I never saw hope in that. I was always raised under a single parent. So to me, it was really like either or. My family consisted of one member, so one other member. So I didn't have any siblings and I didn't see a reason why I would uh, try to simulate a family from what I saw in the movies. Um, I value conventional family types and dysfunctional uh, dynamics. I think those are one of the main themes of indie filmmaking or what I love to act on stage. I just never thought I would uh, do it myself. But recently, life is changing. I see hope in many ways that I, that I, uh, that I never thought I would have. I don't know what would happen if I reconnect with her. I saw her three years ago for three days because my father had uh, passed. He literally passed out on the floor and my friend found him because my friend was uh, living in the same building at the time and um, and call the ambulance and from there I was called by the doctor that he doesn't have much chance of recovery because his brain was injured due to lack of oxygen and the blood flow when he uh, passed on the floor um, his heart was still beating so they moved him to the emergency and um, I've told this story probably 20, 20, 20 times out loud and the facts have been engraved in my brain and I felt really sad uh, at that time but there were a lot of people around me who wanted to help me and I knew that I have to survive or else who would take care of my mother um, my one more parent I always felt like I was the parent and my two parents were my kids because they were older <clears throat> and they were ill since I was young. My father had always been diabetic. So he's, he's ill and he's Korean. <laughs> so his temper is up the roof and his stubbornness is also up the roof. So I knew that that kind of way of living he he wouldn't be able to reach longevity 
um, it's like small instincts that I realize that oh, <clears throat> yeah, he won't be able to be serene or prolong his health because of his temper. I just, I just kind of knew because we we have to be patient. We have to, in order to maintain any kind of illness, especially if it's something as conditionally uh, manageable and can't be cured, like diabetes. Um, someone told me that we all we all are in a spectrum of health. We're not either healthy or not. We're always in the middle of something. It's like one through ten. It's not one. I'm unhealthy. Ten. I'm healthy. Sometimes we're at three. Sometimes we're at seven. Sometimes we're at five. It moves around. So, knowing that the only thing we could put out in life that comes back, as you put the effort in, is health, is exercise. No matter how much you love somebody, they. There's no guarantee that it will show or come back uh, the same amount of effort. And the same thing with studying. You know, you study hard and there's always somebody who studies a little faster, a little more perfect. Just a little, so someone, there was always somebody who's more expert in it than you are because people take interests and and it takes a long time to achieve something. But exercise is one body. Everybody has different bodies and the amount of time of uh, healthy nutrition and balance in diet and exercise is evident visually physically so and I just knew because my mom was has always been depressed so I knew that the, the, the mental health is directly related to physical health so when my father when my father was lying in I believe it was the 13th floor in the ICU in Cedar Sinai, uh, next to Beverly Center, and he was so calm. He was so calm, lying down because he was basically in a coma. And I realized, oh, he's finally calm. He's finally breathing. The machine is breathing for him, very slowly. They're pumping in oxygen so that his body is inflamed with the oxygen from the tank. And I realized I've never seen him so calm. Even when he was sleeping, my dad always looked like he was going to get up and start working. So, I gave up a lot because I always... I had an excuse 
I mean, I not an excuse, but I there was always some part of me that thought if I were not in Korea, if I was in the next room like I have always been, would I was I would I have been able to? Would I have been there? Was I able to catch him early on and call the hospital a bit faster before he reached that point of oxygen deprivation? Then I realized, well, if I'm working, I'm usually out for like eight hours. Then it would have been the same thing. If nobody's next to him, he would have still died. He would have still had zero chance of recovery it took a while for me to get that <laughs> i was always very guilty of the fact that i flew over to see my mom after six years and why i had that why i had chosen that point in my life and his life to do that and how shocking it is to hear that news over facebook messenger when I had just seen him and he was fine. Three, four days before, before I flew over, I just didn't get that because he was not bedridden. He wasn't having a hard time, but he was hiding that. He was hiding the fact that he was not okay. And when I told him that I'm gonna go visit my mom after six years, uh, when I was going to do that, he, uh, he seemed a bit disappointed, not angry, but just the fact that you seem fine. Now I'm going to go see if the other one's okay. I can't help but to think that I should have acted upon that instinct when I saw him in such disappointment. I wonder if I had asked him if it was okay for me to cancel the flight because he seems sad. I have the hardest time reacting to the feeling sadness because I always felt sad growing up without my mom after nine years old, so I'm just like... Well, it's part of growing up, honey. It's part of growing up. And I feel a bit immune or numb to it. And that's, that's why I joined the theater. <laughs> I joined the study of, of life in the theater. To say, Eliza, you're okay. You feeling like you can't do anything about it is okay. That there has, there is nothing else to be done is okay. That you don't have to be in control is okay. That you are not responsible for your parents' needs is okay. 
that you could take care of your life is okay. That you could also feel sad is okay. That it's not only for the stage is okay. That my life is mine and nobody else is not dedicated to help you is okay. That there is only one person to trust, and that is myself, is okay. That there's not always right and wrong, black and white. There's always something in between. Is also okay. That we're all just trying to live and connect, whether it is to go to Korea after 18 years of not living, is okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you. In the next podcast, I would like to share why my mother's side of the family is denying to see me or reconcile or uh, reunite me and my mother. I would like to share that, if that's okay. Um, I would like this opportunity to um, heal that it's kind of like therapy listening and sharing is like therapy and that everyone should listen and not judge. And we're all in a situation where we have to make a choice and the result is completely unexpected, unpredictable. And that's also very okay. This has been Eliza Kim. I'm a Korean-American actor and storyteller. Thank you.